recording. Bismillah. Welcome everyone. Welcome back, Muhammad. It has been two months. I think it's been two months actually. I checked. I thought it was one month, but it's been two months. It was months. longer than that. Like it might be like just over two months. Oh God, I haven't even checked. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, or should we should we start with the sponsor thing? Or yeah, who who's who? What are you bringing to the table this week? Okay, guys. I, I, I it's not really a sponsor. Let's be real. <laughs> Nobody's paying for this for this one anyway. Um, but I want to I want to kind of kind of promote something because actually, you know what, Muhammad? I think the right people are listening to this podcast. They might be interested in this. Yeah. And by the way, Muhammad doesn't know what I'm about to say. So, what I decided, Muhammad, is I've been doing Sira Masters now for about three years. What that means is I've been doing. I've I've re- I realized I think I have 150 or 250 videos that I've, I've been. Put out, putting out there, right? Based on little experiments, experiments I've been doing with how to optimize my life, little things I've, I've read, I've learned, and I share that stuff, right? Yeah. And so, what I was looking for recently, and I've always known that this is very important, is a kind of group of kind of elite brothers that can hold me accountable. I'll hold them accountable. We can share stuff that we've learned, and you know, I'm not really aware of any such thing so what i decided to do is start sierra masters group coaching and what it is it's going to be myself and five other people it's got to be men for now because obviously i'm a guy but who knows you know how how far we could take it and what what we're going to do is like twice a month so every two weeks we're going to jump on a call and i'm going to I've got certain things that I'm sure I can help you with in terms of your finances, your uh, relationships, all of this stuff. But then at the same time, the, the big key benefit is that we're going to be holding each other accountable. So every two weeks, you're going to jump on the call and be like, okay, you committed to doing this, this, this. Did you do it? So I, I really, really think, bro, like I, I kind of lost my passion for Sarah Masters and, and I was doing the video still, but I kind of lost my passion thinking, you know, what am I going to turn this into exactly? How do I know if I'm really having an impact? And I think this is a clear way forward for me where I can do this group coaching. I can see people really have their lives changed with, you know, small habits of a better of managing finances better, this and this. And, and inshallah, for those five people that join this, I could really see, you know, the, the concrete, um, concrete benefits changes and yeah i'm looking really looking forward to it so what i've done is bro i've uh created a form that where people can kind of apply and show and show real interest i'm still judging uh what kind of interest there is what kind of uh, price point we could put it at um and you know i would say it's mostly for guys aged 20 to 30 maybe um who who just like know they can do better and they want to do better and they're struggling doing better and there's nothing better to fix that than have people help you out push you pressure you a little bit and also give you some strategies for getting better so this is uh Sarah masters group coaching Mashallah. and you only want five people yeah man because i think that's like the maximum that you can really give people that special attention yeah. um when if it's everyone on one kind of call and obviously we're going to learn from each other so i want five people who are like it you don't have to be doing amazing in life however you define that but you have to be committed to doing amazing so that's the only thing what's what's the best way of them getting in touch with you to reserve yeah bro space? so yeah the best way is you can email me at uh, which is amin at sierra uh that's s double e r a 
masters.com um, or you could just message me on my facebook page which is uh sera masters again s-e-e-r-a masters um so yeah pretty simple uh, and if you miss that you just rewind the podcast 30 seconds you'll catch it <laughs> so i'll drop you i'll drop them the link for the application uh if they just email me or message me and yeah we'll see how, how we can go with this i've got already got some applications so yeah, looking Ooh. forward to it, inshallah. Well, what, what does that application consist of? Is it just, um, hey? Oh, just a few questions, uh, to be honest, to get uh, to, to see the, the main areas they're looking for help in, um, stuff like that. I'm also trying to gauge what is a fair price to charge because you need people that are committed, so you can't make it very cheap, right? Um, and then you can't make it too expensive. So someone who's like, you know, maybe their early 20s, so someone like can't afford it because... There is there is an element that obviously I, I do want to get paid for my time, but there's an element of making people commit to it, mm. and there's also an element of I want to help people, so I don't want to make it crazy expensive. So I'm trying to find the balance, and I'm trying to get people's input on what you know. Be honest, like what can you? What is a good number for you? So I'm I'm trying to find those things out as well. That's good, man. A lot of it's like low key, um, almost like coaching, but it's like group coaching, isn't it? Yeah, so it's kind of like. The most people that you can help uh, effectively in 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 one sitting, if you like, is is perhaps five. So, you know, and I, you know what, it goes down to stuff we spoke about on the podcast. I think, which is that sitting in front of a teacher, if you're trying to get your Islamic studies on, yeah, mm. uh, it, it, the best way is sitting in front of a teacher. And in those settings, you know, how many are you going to be? You're going to be twenty people, maybe ten people, thirty people. Um, you get you get the kind of close touch points with the teacher. You you, you get that interaction and stuff. Mm. Um, when it comes to you know webinars, learning online, there is benefit to that. But you know I've said be- previously on the podcast, I really believe in that uh, the relationship between uh, people and stuff and how that helps. So yeah, that's that's my sponsorship. What about Pure XI? Uh, pure anything new? Pure XI is back on the table, guys. Everybody was nagging me for ages. And um, it came back with a vengeance. Uh, mm-hmm. Pure XI is a streetwear brand that I've been running for a few years, um, fusing like uh, Arab style aesthetics with uh, some Japanese inspiration. If you've heard of it, you know about it. And for our special yeah. listeners, it's fifteen percent off when you use the discount code MindHeist, all one word. That's MindHeist. If it doesn't work for you, then just capitals or yeah, small letters. Uh, that, it shouldn't matter, but capitals is probably the safer mm. option. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, and if it, Pure XI. and if you have any inquiries or anything, just hit up PureXI on Instagram, and we'll be happy to accommodate. Now mm. let's get back into. Yes. Mind Heist episode. Bro, spe- speaking of bro, speaking of Japanese, yeah. Oh yeah, Japanese aesthetics. I noticed you got that Pikachu picture on your WhatsApp. <laughs> oh yeah, I did that yesterday. <laughs> I, I saw the trailer uh, for that on YouTube. Um, I think it was an ad. Uh, are you? Are you I, I think you're kind of a Pokemon fan. I have been. Like I was. You? Yeah, growing up, I really was, and then um, I haven't really been into it for a long time. Mm. I think it's just. So let me ask you something. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about Pikachu being furry? At first, I was really like, oh, I'm not too sure about this. But then he's yeah. just so cute and cuddly and family-friendly, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I was a bit kind of disappointed, but then I realized 
it's kind of a like a mouse in it in a way. Yeah, it's so meant to be, it isn't be furry it? Furry and yeah. furry. It's meant yeah. to be. Yeah, kids love it, yeah. man. So yeah, alhamdulillah. Cool. So uh, what, before we go into, I think we got a few topics on the cover today, but. Uh, maybe is there any kind of update you know anything going on anything interesting uh, that you want to share because it has been flipping wild it has and been a long i don't know it might time. be st- i don't know is there anything you discovered anything you know so i went through the purge and by the purge i don't mean the film i mean like i went for a social media purge where okay. i got rid of um pretty much everything <laughs> everything i can think mm-hmm. of um uh, part part of it was um, deliberate, and then some of it was accidental. Like I lost my Facebook account because I changed my phone number, and I couldn't. Oh. And because of that, it kept sending me text messages to you know authenticate myself, but I didn't have my old phone, so I couldn't. Anyway, mm. so so essentially, I'm just a completely new new me, <laughs> new digital, yeah, you. <laughs> new digital me. But yeah, I don't have Instagram. Yeah. I don't actually have Twitter anymore, which is a big mm. one. Um, mm. and maybe we'll discuss how I feel about it maybe we can go into yeah. that um, other than that Inshallah. Um, same old really my son's growing up He's the headphones I'm wearing right now he's tore them to shreds so I can barely hear you but <laughs> it's just the right audio <laughs> like just the right level <laughs> but yeah other than that Alhamdulillah what about you? yeah man it's been a while so I'm trying to think um a few weeks ago, I went to uh, this conference in Dubai, uh, Global Islamic Economy Summit. So, you know, I, I, I kind of don't, I'm not so good at networking and stuff like this. I've never found success with it. But I thought uh, someone actually let me know about it, invited me out there. Uh, you know, Launch Good? Oh, yeah. The website? Yeah. So, uh, Chris, the founder of, of Launch Good, he kind of emailed me. He said, uh, you know, I'll be there, so that, uh, you should go. And I was like, oh, like, you live in America. You know about it, and I don't even know about mm. it. I'm here. So I went there. But because I had someone there to actually meet and speak to, I ended up meeting so many people, alhamdulillah. I've got all their flipping business cards on the desk here next to me. So alhamdulillah, it was very interesting because I ended up meeting a lot of interesting people. You know, it's kind of an entrepreneur's thing, uh, all Muslims and stuff. So... Uh, alhamdulillah yeah it was uh, that was pretty good and that was kind of eye-opening in in a sense like the the power and what you could do when you just go to places where a lot of maybe like-minded people are and just uh, talk to people mm. um and it's also important i think to have a, a little you got to be real and authentic but you got to have a little bit of a um a spiel as they say you know like uh be able to explain what you're about in like one two sentences to make yourself a little bit interesting because everyone is there trying to meet interesting people if you don't seem interesting the you you, you sometimes feel this vibe like okay let me go to that guy over there who's surrounded by people mm. you know that kind of thing i met what's his name uh for the first time uh, muhammad faris you know a productive muslim founder oh, yeah so that was cool um a few other people, maybe, uh, I'm trying to think. But anyway, I'm not going to name drop. It was good, alhamdulillah. Yeah, that was good. What else happened? Alhamdulillah, work has been uh, a bit more relaxed because I hired someone, so it helped out. Oh, um, yeah. You got it going yeah. good, Akhi. Alhamdulillah. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> is that, uh, you know, uh, business always, you know, that has a challenges no matter what that's that's what you sign up for that's the package uh-huh. so alhamdulillah um alhamdulillah yeah i, I can't think of any anything else really bro so 
should we go into the first kind of topic that we said we were going to yeah, discuss? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so, <laughs> so, uh, oh man, I feel, I feel, I, I never like was comfortable speaking about current issues, current happenings, right? Um, but you know, I think it's kind of interesting, and everyone wants to talk about this stuff. So, if the podcast is about giving maybe different perspectives, then that's what we'll try and do about current things, about general things as well as we usually do. So uh, the first thing I thought we maybe not talk about, but we'll use as a stepping stone as a, what's that? What's those jumpy things, those bouncy boards and gymnastics? A springboard. Um, yeah, springboard on, onto a general topic. So um, this uh, this one YouTuber, uh, Muslima, uh, she she's you know been in the game long you know i remember like when you know, this whole youtube thing was very new maybe 2008 or so uh was was like when it first started start really getting serious so she's been there from day one and she's like been doing this hijab fashion thing and uh you know she she uh, kind of announced or something that she uh, is going to stop wearing her scarf all the time mm. and obviously like I'm, I'm. That's what I say. I don't want to talk about her. I just want to talk about this uh, topic because um, people react in very strong ways <laughs> when something like this happens. Mm. So you know, with this, for example, um, I know some people were saying, you know, yeah, go you, do whatever is real to you. You've got to be authentic. You can't be hiding what's going on in your real life uh, just because of uh, the kind of uh, reputation or a brand or whatever you built up for yourself. Um, other people kind of feel betrayed because they actually maybe started wearing a scarf because uh, she made them feel like it's cool perhaps or it's acceptable or whatever. Mm. And so they feel betrayed. And you have all sorts of people in the middle. Obviously, you've got the people who are going to say, yeah, like you've been doing this whole thing wrong from day one like putting yourself on camera makeup this fashion like fashion hijab never made sense in the first place so now you're just kind of uh you're kind of like admitting to that right so just a ton of different opinions going around very strong opinions so maybe we could kind of talk about it with maybe minus all the emotions you know yeah what what's what's perhaps you know maybe be real in it what's your first like thoughts when you hear of something like um. this in all honesty, I think mm. I think I don't I don't want to sound bad, but I don't really care. <laughs> only because yeah, I mean, only because yeah. like I've I don't put people like this in in a position of uh, like a position to inspire me to on a pedestal, on a yeah. pedestal, etc. Um, I I, I I I see the argument that people say, oh. You know, she's or people like this are a um, you know they're influencers and role models mm. to many people. Um, but at the same time, if you can't humanize these people, like then you've already lost the battle. Like if if you're still mm. seeing these people as more than just human beings, then it's all, then you've yeah. got you've got more important problem to deal with in yourself as opposed to them, because there's people yeah. battling issues with their hijab or battling issues with their beards or battling whatever issue there is in the religion outwardly every day like and and yeah. and i hate to be that guy that says it it's so cliche but just you know she might be fighting a battle but you might be fighting something else that no one else knows about etc and it's it is very mm. cliche to say that and it does sound like mm. i'm making excuses but you know yeah fair play you know there's also the argument that oh they some people are saying oh this individual built their whole reputation on modesty and islam and stuff like that um yeah 
Which is true. Which, yeah, to a certain extent, extent. it could be argued. I I can't say for certain because I've never known them or never followed them. I don't really know. Um, Mm. But it it ties into something else that I found out today, and it's a bit of a tangent, but we'll go into it a bit later, just about there's a... um, What's his name? There's a musician... Um, okay. he's, he's he's so he's he's meant to be of a Muslim background, but I don't think he's ever explicitly said anything about his faith. And I just found out today right. that he's made a statement that he's left Islam or something like that, and people are going crazy, right? You know, mm. um, but other than that, it, it's it's similar similar sort of scenarios where there are pers- yeah. supposed role models that may have some sort of weakness or some issue going mm. on, which could be argued that is because of the condition they're in, because of this, you know, the environment they put themselves in. Yeah, um, yeah. And then they have sort of slipped and everybody is pointing fingers. What do you think? Mm. You know, um, I guess in a way, part of me uh, is not that surprised, right? Because... What what I notice it, it, when I, whenever I uh, hear about or I read something about this kind of whole uh, hijab fashion thing or Muslim fashion thing, or what do they call it, a modest fashion thing, mm-hmm. um, I I ke- kept hearing the reoccurring message of modesty. It's all about modesty, 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 right? And when you start using the word modesty, uh, what you do is you dis- I, uh, what I think is you subtract the element of Allah from it. Because modesty is subjective. You can define it how you like. Mm. But dressing the way Allah ordered me to dress is is a very clear and objective thing. So when you say I'm modest, you can be modest and not cover your hair, right? I mean, in many cultures, that would still be considered modest. Yeah. And that's what that's what I feel um, they, <clears throat> these, these um, uh, YouTubers, they feel more comfortable showing certain things which Allah would not be pleased with uh, because they justify by saying I'm still modest like maybe you're still modest compared to the culture you're living in but this question should be irrelevant in a sense it should be am I dressing in a way that pleases Allah that's that's what you should actually be concerned with right Mm. so when I see this um, dialogue happening that well at least I'm modest I'm still modest Uh, being modest is what matters not pleasing Allah is what matters, then it doesn't, you know, uh, surprise me so much when people start, you know, okay, why don't I show my hair? I'm still modest. You see what I yeah. mean? It kind of, you could see maybe where it was going, um, at least with with uh, certain people it's going to happen with. Certain people are always going to keep covering their hair just based on whatever um, their personal circumstances and stuff. Um, but you know what I see? The problem I have with a lot of people's very um, aggressive reaction is I feel like they feel like they own the religion. They own the scarf. They own the hijab. They own Islam. And 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 when, for example, someone starts starts wearing a scarf and not dressing well, they're, they're actually not concerned for the person's akhirah. They're not concerned for, like, uh, I don't know, Islam being represented correctly or, what they're concerned about is they feel something that they own is being changed or violated. Mm. And that's something I disagree with, that you don't own Islam whatsoever, right? Allah owns Islam. Allah gave us the rules. Uh, and that's what your concern should be, you know? Uh, and so that's why I think sometimes such a really aggressive reaction yeah. uh, because they feel they actually have ownership of it. And so that's why sometimes I feel when I see that, I want to tell them, like, no, like you, you don't own this. You should, yes, you should be concerned for your brothers and sisters. Um, you should try, obviously, and, and uh, sort yourself out, however possible. But like, you don't own yeah. this thing, and that's that's you don't own that's it. you know that's beautifully said because 
that you could see really quite clearly that in the uh, aggression and in the outrage there is no concern there is actually no concern for the individual it's just yeah. laying out pure hatred yeah. and emotion because you've never like let's be real like a lot of the brothers that are angry haven't been involved I, I'd say I, I don't think they'd they've been following this individual for a long time because it's a woman that is tailored, yeah. that is you know um, that she's a woman that is targeting her influence to other women to other women so really and truthfully you're just coming up jumping on the bandwagon just to get your dig in and leave you know and if you and Mm. if people were really concerned then they would be making their du'as privately and they would be advising sincerely and you'd be able to see that but you don't get that and that's you know it's a disease it's a condition that we have Mm. and like you said about ownership it's it's um we we feel like that we get outraged over many many things and in terms of religion, right? And we don't have this idea of just letting things go because we feel like our numbers are really going to be affected and our condition is really going to be affected by mm. what people do and say about us mm. and how people behave mm. when really it's not like that. Like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it again and again and we know about it again and again about changing ourselves before we, you know, the, the, our whole situation changes. Like, really and yep. truthfully, I used to get so upset when I saw people transgressing so upset thinking that oh like there's not going to be any Islam left if we're all like this and that right but then really and truthfully mm. Islam we know Islam will, will exist till the day of judgment like that's just the way it is like to a certain yeah. extent you know we know that mm. and we know we just have to look after what we, we can do and, and change what we can do mm. and, and stop being outraged like it's, it goes back to like the whole example of when those draw draw the prophet day um, yeah. things came out and there was just insane amount of outrage from people that don't yeah. barely do anything, that barely practice mm. themselves, that barely implement the Sharia in their own homes, you know. Mm. So it's just insane. Um, what I would like to to think about is this concept of modesty that you mentioned. Like, mm. is social media really the most modest outlet that we have? Like, especially like Instagram and YouTube, <laughs> like. I can see YouTube being, you know, educational and that, but Instagram itself is built around the notion, I'd argue, of just putting yourself out there and the complete opposite of modesty. Like, modesty Mm. should be maybe withdrawing yourself a bit and keeping yourself Mm. to yourself a little bit more and, you know, not flaunting yourself or putting yourself, presenting yourself in a way that you are a model, you know, really and truthfully. What do you think? Well, the thing is... Modesty has many meanings in English, I think. Um, I think for Muslims, most of the time it means uh, a woman covering herself, right? However, the the word modest is also like uh, how you spend your money. Or, you know, you say, I have a modest car. It means you have like a low-key car that's not fancy. Mm. It means not fancy, isn't it? So <clears throat> if you look at both those kind of uh, definitions, then, yeah, Instagram is not the right place because Instagram is all about flaunting something. Mm. It's not about having anything that's modest. It's about having uh, either fancy looks or fancy clothes or fancy food or fancy car, right? Mm. As far as I know, I haven't been on Instagram for like three, four years. So, so yeah, man, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely mostly, uh, especially Instagram, it's about that. So it's about the out, outward stuff. So 
I mean, look, I, I mean, uh, let me be honest. I don't agree uh, with women like going out there, showing their faces and all of this stuff uh, on Instagram, on YouTube, making videos where they're like, literally, you're the center of attention in that video. You're the only person in that video. You're speaking to the camera. You're inviting people to look at you when you're speaking. Obviously, it's normal. Um, that's that's uh, not Islamic as far as I'm concerned, as far as I was taught and I learned and as far as, you know, Allah says in the Quran. So, uh, so from day one, obviously, there is an issue here. Uh, but I think the, you know what is Muhammad as well, it's like, when this happens as well, I just think, well, uh, as far as I know, this, this woman, she's kind of a pretty good representation of the average Muslim mm. in uh, the UK. Yeah. And so if she's doing that, maybe it's, it's just the representation of, of, of the people, right? So what, why are we so concerned about one person r- when most people maybe are like this in a sense? Yeah. Uh, they're having these struggles. Yeah. So it's a, so, yeah. and, and I don't know the reasons behind it. I don't know. I can't say. I mean, you might know more than me. I don't know mm. what led to that happening. But mm. I, I don't really know. But the thing is, bro, it's, it's. I think it's normal. Yeah. Like, think of it like this: you're you're an, you're an average woman in the UK. You're Muslim, yeah, and you you don't seek knowledge of of Islam. You, I'm talking. I'm not talking about her, by the way. I'm talking about the average. Yeah. You don't seek knowledge of Islam. You're surrounded by non-Muslims, um, and that just brings certain pressures on, uh, you know, onto you. Uh, you're abnormal if you're Muslim in the UK, right? Because Muslims are like what five percent, three percent of the population. So, uh, so that happens. Then, not only that, that's like maybe where the average is. But then, what these uh, fashion, especially the big ones, they go to these events where it's all about fashion. It's all about showing off. Mm. It's all about mixing with non-Muslims, maybe in bad environments. And so these people are going to be a little bit perhaps at a higher level or a higher danger to their iman because they're in these environments. So when it comes to like role models in terms of actually like uh, acting in a way that's pleasing to Allah, then I don't think, you know, it's the place to, to expect much. Mm. I'm just from a kind of, I'm trying to be objective because I don't know the individual's but it's it's normal, right? So it's normal. You're you're not seeking knowledge, and you're in a bad environment. It's normal. What's going to happen next, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a shame. But, but like you said as well, bro, the, the, nobody should be looked up to to the level that a lot of people are looked up to. Like people, uh, uh, you know, a sheikh makes a mistake. A sheikh who, you know, he's let's say, uh, I don't I don't know. Like someone, imagine that you you look up to you 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 want to study with. You would take their fatwa on anything. And then you see that they make a mistake. This shouldn't shock you. It shouldn't shake your iman. They're humans. Everyone is a human. Even someone who spent 30, 40 years of their life studying Islam, I'm telling you, I promise you, they will make a mistake in their life. Yeah. So, like, just accept that. Be like, it's normal. It's, no, it's not really a problem. Um, so th- that's the other issue is, like, having a, some crisis when when people uh, make these mistakes or whatever. Isn't it? It, 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 it's... Um got the word i'm looking for but it's quite interesting how a lot of this outrage comes from people that maybe they're seeking islam from the wrong sort of people you know just because you follow Mm. someone with a muslim name and this goes for guys and girls like it's not i'm not we're not we're moving away from talking about this individual now but just you know like you follow i don't know you subscribe to someone who you know Ahmed so and so whatever you know and he's he's yeah. just making videos and it's the same with uh, mm. some famous I, we could I don't really want to mention their names but like famous uh, YouTube guys that do like 
comedy mm. and skits and whatever. They're also Muslim, but then they have a breakdown and suddenly they're not this anymore and they're not that anymore and they distance themselves from the religion yeah. and they go through something. And I think that is more indicative of the actual issue with fame and what that does to people as opposed to yeah, a no crisis doubt. of faith. Like, it's not that somebody has spontaneously had an issue with Islam. It's what's led... It's, it's actually the environment that they've placed themselves in over a long period of time that has now led them to have a mm. breakdown, not just spiritually, but, you know, mentally and physically, you know? It's, it, mm. it, it, it's a condition... It's actually it should be a reminder to us, more than anything, about the issues of... of fame and, and the fitness that comes along with it and social media and having followers and putting yourself on a pedestal and because I think the hardest thing for these people is that they probably have low man for such a long time and are fighting the fact that they have to they're probably hiding it from the world for such a long time that it yeah. just becomes too much to bear and then when they do expose themselves so to speak it, it's like ripping off a band-aid it isn't even slow it's just it almost seems like it's out of the blue because they've been holding mm. it in for so long. Like, And that's why I think mm. there's this notion yeah. of, oh, I'm lying to myself, I'm trying to be the real me, blah, blah, blah. It's because the low man version mm. of you has been you for so long that you believe that that's who you really are instead of realizing it's just a condition that I have to improve myself in. <laughs> wow. You know? Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, identity yeah, is a big one. Identity. And that, that's also why these people are followed, I think. they mm. don't. It's not like... I want to follow her because I want to be an amazing Muslim that is pleasing Allah. It's more like I relate and I have the same identity as her and that makes me feel comfortable or makes me feel good, right? Just simply good, yeah. So, so yeah, it's true. I mean, it's funny though, like, if you think of any YouTuber, like... I'm just thinking like this one guy he does videos about like uh technology and phones and stuff yeah. Yeah. It's like nobody is following this guy cuz he's a saint cuz he's a great guy because he's so polite because you know he helps out at the soup kitchen yeah. They're just following him for the videos about technology and phones and all that stuff. So it's funny when Muslims do it now all of a sudden you have to be watching them because they're Muslim, Mike. Yeah. I don't know. It is a bit weird, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a bit it's, weird. I mean, it extends onto, like, the wider uh, YouTube scene. Like, it's it's just become so dramatic and everything has to be mm. reacted to and every statement has to be responded yeah. to. And it, it, it's really turned into reality TV. Like, there's actual... Mm. You know how, like, it was like Big Brother back in the day. It's literally like that. Like, so-and-so YouTuber has a problem with this guy. So he's made a video, responded to him, and he's... And then it's just yeah. like, what... You have to take a step back mm. and realise, this isn't... Like, these people are just human beings, like me and you. Like, they have problems, yeah. just like me and you. They're not here. Yeah. They might be trying to do something good, but it doesn't mean that they're suitable for every single good that can be done, you know? Um, yeah. and, and and you've got to really just ask yourself why are you watching this stuff like I remember a couple of days ago it was regarding this issue that we, we started talking mm. about and there was videos left right and centre from everybody on it and it wasn't like a discussion mm. or something it was just like people throwing their opinions I was like I don't need to know Yeah. and I find myself yeah, sometimes yeah. accidentally on these videos like I remember <laughs> videos that I have no need I have no desire <laughs> to watch it until I saw the title like I've just been baited into yeah. clicking on it like, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like oh one of these videos for example was like a hundred reasons why so and so is is you know 
such and such, so and so is off the manhage, or so and so is. Do you know what I mean? And I, I was like, <laughs> I haven't even thought about this. Let me click on that. And I was watching like I've watched like two minutes. <laughs> I turned to my wife. I was like, I don't even need to see what. I don't even need to know. Like, and, and it was about somebody that I don't even listen to. That's the worst of it. Yeah, it's about someone that I already yeah. don't listen to. But I just wanted to, you know, to increase yeah. my ego by watching it, just to solidify my position. I was like, I don't even need to know. I don't even need to know. Yeah. But it's the kind of a, the gossip or the curiosity uh, DNA that we all have, I think. Yeah, no isn't doubt. It? But it's just been exploited to the next level, isn't it? Of course. So, subhanAllah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's funny, man. You know, maybe to wrap this up, you know what gets to me, actually? What I don't understand until today, I still don't understand. What is, there's, there's a status that people have created out of nothing. As far as I know, this, this term doesn't exist in the uh, vocabulary of, of the Sharia, which is hijabi and not hijabi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? yeah. Like, uh, uh, according to, you know, what I see online, if you're a hijabi, you're allowed to do this. But if you just took the whole scarf off, yeah. then who cares if you smoke and you do this what? and do yeah. that? And I think that is the main issue. That is the biggest mm. issue, bro. It's that and the beard. So these two visible symbols of Islam, right, that we have... Yeah. I mean, we don't really have a term for it for, for people with beards, but we do with hijab, hijabi, so to speak. Mm. And it's because it it's it's basically... Everybody sins differently, right? Everybody's got their own weaknesses. Everybody has something they're lacking in, right? But it is so much more for someone who wears a headscarf that they, they, they're probably 100% fine wearing yeah. their headscarf. They probably could carry on wearing their headscarf. But because they're slipping in matters where it's 10 times worse because they're wearing a headscarf, that they feel like the only way I can slip at, at, is if I remove this headscarf that actually isn't that much of a big deal on its own. Yeah. It's the perception that comes with it that, oh, I have to be super pious to wear it. You know, it's the same with like people that like women that may be addicted to smoking, right? Whether it's shisha or mm. tobacco, right? And you look at there's women that smoke that don't have a headscarf on, and you wouldn't bat an eyelid, okay? And then there's women yeah. that might wear a headscarf but then smoke, and suddenly you're like, oh my god, how that's in, that's that's yeah. unbelievable! Like how could she? Blah blah yeah. blah. And then but she's so addicted to smoking that she thinks. I'm going to keep getting so much crap. I might as well take off my headscarf. Exactly. You know? So now you're encouraging her to smoke and not dress yeah. the way Allah wants her to. And I'm going to blend. Her. I'm going to, because they'll blend in so much better, so much easier yeah. and deal with the issue of smoking as opposed to yeah. the grief and the, and I'm not making yeah. a comment. I'm not making a statement based on what my opinion is. I'm literally just putting out the, the whole, you know, phenomenon. Yeah. It's yeah. a phenomenon that, you know, we can talk about. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing with yeah. beards, bro. Like I remember, and I remember, I, 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 we, I think we all felt like this. We all had these opinions. I felt like this a long time ago, but I've, I'd like to think that I've matured a bit in my thinking. But I remember like seeing people with beards or people that come out of the meshid who lit up a cigarette, for example. Mm. And I was outraged. Yeah. I was like, how is that? And then I suddenly, I'm just like, wait a second, actually, you know, <laughs> I need to take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, well, I know, bro. What's it called? It's it's like, yeah, the, these comments, people literally, uh, I guess it's people have zero control over their emotions. They write the comment, they let it go, and they're, they're on to the next photo or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, they might, yeah, so they don't, maybe they don't consider it nothing. But these comments add up, and they make someone feel like, 
you're giving so all this pressure is now giving me a choice do i get rid of all the attacks comments hateful things horrible things sometimes being said to me and remove the scarf or do i keep the scarf and keep these horrible comments yeah, coming yeah. and for someone especially someone who has a little bit of weak man that's a pretty easy decision to make yeah. you know let me get rid of all these horrible comments so people but the, but it goes back to what was said before is that people are acting based on the feeling that they own the religion they're not acting out of concern mm. they you can't even say they're acting out of you know ghira for 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 the religion or anything like that um so it's crazy. I'm just looking for this um, ayah in Surah Tawbah. I uh, remember it's a, it's a pretty nice one. وَآخَرُونَ اَعْتَرَفُوا بِذُنُوبِهِمْ Yeah, and, other pe- and others, so I can't remember what's uh, being mentioned before this. And others, they admit to the, their sins. خَلَطُوا عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَآخَرَ سَيِّئًا they mixed between good deeds and bad things. Asallahu and Yatuba Alayhim. What's the exact uh, translation of? May Allah forgive them, or may, so that Allah may forgive them of their sins. Inna Allaha Rafurun Rahim. So this is the state of most of us, isn't it? It's like, Atarafu uh, Bidunubihim. So there's a little bit of, of uh, humility there at least. And then they mixed yeah. good deeds and some bad deeds. So that may, may Allah forgive them because they did some good deeds at least. Inna Allaha ghafoorun rahim, and Allah has given the hope there. So, so this is this is our state, man. And it's true though. Uh, we don't want to hide away from the fact that um, outward sins are worse than inward uh, inward sins. It's true. Mm. Uh, and and that, that that yeah, that's true. I just want to say like uh, we're not saying that's not true, but it's like. Like you said right at the beginning of this whole conversation, in a way, like who cares? Or not who cares, but is it really my business? Yeah, yeah. And it's not. Is it really my business? I think um, there's a bit of a phenomenon as well that we see. So we we can scroll through loads and loads of comments, right? Hundreds of comments without mm. actually knowing anything about who's writing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not even their age, yeah. which is the most important factor. Like a 12 year old. Yeah. You know, no disrespect to any twelve-year-olds listening, but a twelve-year-old isn't going to have generally this level of maturity to actually take a step back. No, they're just going to react and just, mm. you know. But somebody flicking yeah. through a hundred comments is going to think automatically. You, you seem to, mm. I, I personally, anyway, automatically read comments assuming that they're my peers, right? Yeah, so I could yeah. scroll through Reddit yeah. or scroll through something that doesn't even have photos, you know, like uh, some sort of forum, and just f- for some reason because I'm using that site. I assume everybody on that site is the same age as me or similar to me. And mm. thus, when I see them make an outrageous statement, I'm like, how can you be so stupid? Mm. Not realizing it yeah. could be a 12-year-old kid, you know? And, it's and not quantity, uh, exactly. it's quality of the So when, when, when this individual, any YouTuber or any sort of figure is getting affected by comments like this, they don't, mm. I think maybe they fall into that, thinking that maybe subconsciously feeling that these are my peers telling me this when really they, they may not be your peers mm. they don't know you don't know what life they're mm. leading not at all not at all yeah. so it's mm. it's important to separate ourselves because we could give advice right we could give advice to people to not but to not react this way etc but I, I i feel like mm. the people that listen to this show probably already on that level anyway you know if you're listening Inshallah, to yeah, yeah mm. if you're listening to hour-long discussions and trying to expand your horizons in terms of your thinking and stuff whether it's this show whether it's anything you know then I don't think you're the type of person 
to uh, to be so hot headed and and reactionary anyway. Mm. You know, Allahu mm. alam. You be- you better be better not <laughs> be better one of those people. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Get off my podcast. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah. subhanallah. subhanallah. <laughs> okay, bro. The next. Um, Next topic I had, I don't know if you saw it. Um, so, Muhammad Hijab, you might know him from videos, uh, Speaker's Corner, he's, uh, he does a few other videos. Um, Muhammad Hijab, uh, he, did a, he went over to the US to debate this uh, Christian um, apologist. Um, he often attacks uh, Islam. Oh, yeah. His name's David Wood. Uh, so, Muhammad Hijab flew out there just to debate him, and uh, it, it's uploaded to YouTube. It's a pretty long debate. But so I, uh, my friend actually told me I saw it uploaded. I thought four hours, like I don't have time for that. Um, I'm not even into debates, by the way. But then my friend messaged me. He's like, "Yo, <laughs> he's like, yo, you gotta watch this." So I, uh, he told me like from two to the two hour mark onwards. So I, w- I went to the two hour mark. I flicked through it, and wow, bro, wow. Firstly, this David Wood guy. Um, he's just mesquine, like he just doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, no. And uh, and Muhammad Hijab, you know. So this is what what seems to have happened is that Muhammad Hijab never even went there to debate him because he knew the debate would be ridiculously easy. He just went to discipline the guy. Okay, so that's basically what happened. Did, did you watch it at all, or do you know hear um, about it? I watched. So people, I was hoping people would upload highlights, but they just uploaded yeah. the last clip, last clip of mm. Muhammad Hijab um, mm. sort of ending it, and I was just, and then I just oh, got okay. a bit like, oh, I don't have time to watch everything. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, there was. It was like uh, I think it was like um, they have ten minutes. Uh, to address each other, right? And then they go to um, eight minutes to address each other, and then they, it gets shorter and shorter uh, time and stuff All like right, that. Yeah. And 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 so this this uh, this Christian guy, uh, honestly, he he didn't have anything uh, very powerful to say. He couldn't even defend the Trinity. So it's supposed to be Trinity versus Tawheed. Okay. He couldn't defend the Trinity much. So he just attacked, um, tried to attack Islam. He wasn't even really attacking Tawheed. He was just attacking anything he could find from Islam. Uh, very easily, Muhammad Hijab, um, you know, responded, no problem. But, you know, he, he basically, bro, it wasn't a normal debate, I would say. Muhammad Hijab demolished the guy. So, <laughs> the, the, so he came. Uh, and, and that's why I think maybe some people would say he was very harsh. He was very harsh, very aggressive. He's like... He's like, see, why did I come here? I'm wasting my time. I, I knew this would happen. I have to come here and give this guy an Arabic lesson because he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then the, the next time he had to come up to respond, Muhammad Hijab, he came and he said, he's like, 20 years of, of research and attacking Islam and this is all you can come with. Like, this is ridiculous. You're wasting my time. Uh, you know, let me... Uh, he's like, you should have bring, brung uh, this Christian guy, this guy, this guy. They can actually debate. You don't know what you're talking about whatsoever. So it, it wasn't only that he the the argument was won; it was that he he it's like he purposely disrespected the guy. Yeah. So that's why I thought, you know, maybe it's interesting to to discuss this because I'm not always really for um, debates, um, but yeah, based on what you've heard, you know, what's your thoughts and stuff? Um, I suppose that's all I saw at the end was just like the ending of yeah. But what I've him. said now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know much about David Wood. Um, hmm. 
I think apparently he's been like twenty years just attacking Islam. He looked quite young. He looked younger than I expected him to be. So what is yeah, his position? Looks like is he like the, or something? the Christian equivalent of a day? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Mm. And was there a lot of Christians at this location, like in the audience? I suppose it, they should be. If uh, there were some. I'm not sure how many at all. Who was it hosted by? I'm asking all these questions. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think one of the MSAs in New York or whatever ah. hosted it. Ooh. I don't know, man. Like, I used to watch this stuff a lot, especially back yeah. in my old job where I, all I had was mm. my headphones. Um, <laughs> I used to watch it a lot, a lot, a lot. And then it did sort of go back to um, what I was saying earlier about I'm... I'm finding no real benefit in it. In fact, it's just actually making my heart harder because it, it it's mm. a lot of arguing and debating of topics. Ego sort of, fight. Yeah, where I don't actually need that. I think it's suitable for certain people. I think for certain people mm. that are actually either they're not Muslim, but they're not Christian or whatever. They're like they want to make their mark. They're not sure. I think it might be worth watching something like this just right. to sort of mm. compare it because if you you know let's say you're someone who's familiar with Christianity maybe you're not actually Christian but you're also a bit mm. curious about Islam and you don't know anything about the two in terms of where you know you want to make a decision or you're searching for something you're like agnostic in a particular way then it might yeah, be good yeah. but like for someone like myself I'd say that I'm quite cemented in Islam and I don't really you know I'm not interested in really knowing much about anything else then mm. I feel like it might damage me a lot by just listening to people argue again mm. and again. But yeah, yeah. but at the same time, you know, I've learned a lot about certain issues. If I was to sit with a pen and paper and really study the debates, then I could probably learn a lot and imp- implement a lot into my own discussions with non-Muslims, you know. Mm. So if I was to take mm. like an academic approach to it, I feel like I could learn yeah. a lot. Um, take it seriously. And I think that is the only way to watch it. I find myself accidentally mm. watching it for entertainment sometimes, and I think that's where mm. I'm damaging myself, where I'm actually mm. enjoying that's... this argument instead of learning from it. Yeah, well, let's be real, though. It's probably 90% of people are watching it for that reason, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. mean, people don't go to debates to change their mind. They go to support their team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is why I say, like, it's most suitable for the agnostic sitting in the room who actually wants he's come here and he's ready to make his decision based on you know unfortunately based on these two individuals that might not always be the best representative of their own religion you know yeah but um it's it's interesting i mean debates are something that i suppose they they have their place in the religion don't they there's ulama that have debated you know other you know other groups and other sects and stuff like that and that's that's within our history Mm. um but then mm. there's also there is advice from our religion that states that we shouldn't involve ourselves in every debate, and sometimes it's best mm. to just get up and leave. Wallahu mm. Adam, you know. I think you just what got I always learned was was debates should always be um, avoided. Yeah, um, always, and and th- that makes sense based on the logic that I understand that it often just becomes e- ego, right? It's like it's not Islam versus Christianity; it's me versus you, my ego versus you yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna pull whatever tricks out of my bag possible to demolish your ego so my ego grows and and becomes bigger Mm. and and that when that happens it's unfortunate but i think that's the nature of debates personally yeah um but i think there's one exception which is which is what happened in this debate 
right? Uh, which is Muhammad Hijab went there to d- discipline the guy, basically. The guy has been attacking Islam, mocking Islam and disrespecting Islam and Muslims. And so it's not about going and proving him wrong. He's not even worth proving wrong mm. because of how little he actually knows about the religion. He, he doesn't seem... Yeah, he, he, like he, for example, he was claiming that we worship. Uh, no, he was claiming that uh, Allah says that Allah prays to Muhammad. He said, Allah prays to the Prophet. And then Muhammad Hijab, that's when Muhammad Hijab said, I have to flip in, come and give you an Arabic lesson. You, you, you spent 20 years attacking Islam, you don't even know Arabic. Salli ala nabi is different to Salli lin nabi. Salli lin nabi would mean pray too, isn't it? So, so uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so basically, there is, a, there is a benefit, I think, going out there, demolishing this guy, disciplining him, and firstly showing Muslims that, look, uh, giving that Muslims that pride, you know, similar to when, you know, Khabib beat McGregor, yeah, giving them that pride that, look, these guys are just worthless, yeah, they're pathetic, arguments are just pathetic, giving them that feeling. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I don't know if it's worth, it's definitely not worth Muslims attending, I would say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, like people like Hamza Tzortzis and stuff and Ayera, I think they completely stopped debating completely. Oh, really? Yeah, like they just don't find it to be um, useful or worth it. Yeah, I think I think there is a, a sense of grat- um, gratification from like dealing with people that are like that, you know that. And I mm. think that's fine. I think if you're, I, I can see the the good in that actually. If there's someone who's constantly, constantly, like if Tommy Robinson was constantly, constantly, constantly going on and going on, and then you sat, you actually videoed mm. it and you sat with him and you just completely demolished every single point he had at our own defense yeah. that's fine i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't recommend going out on the offensive and finding someone and then do you understand but if there's yeah yeah but if it's the other way yeah we have the right you know we have every right to defend ourselves whether it's verbally or whether it's do you know what I mean by other means so i i think that's fine actually i think i'd enjoy that i think because i'm not too familiar with him um yeah with david wood that i don't that's why I haven't been interested, but I'm sure yeah, I think yeah. if I was really like knew about him, then I would be like, yeah, mm. justice is served kind of thing. And I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I heard yeah. it's quite long, but I'll, I'll probably uh, see what I can do. Yeah. Got to get that double speed. Going. Oh yeah. Actually, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this, uh, this reminds me of like, have you, did you ever go to the speaker's corner? Yeah. I've been there maybe once, twice. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like I was, I've, been there a couple of times last time I went I just mm. had a headache and I remember like mm. um, I got sucked into it because somebody I think Mohammed Hijab was there I think Ali was there a few people from the scene were there but some guys came up to me and started debating me and then I started getting a bit riled up because he's just not listening to what I'm trying to say and then um, yeah some other brother came up to me and goes, oh, Ahi, this guy's always here every every week and he always does this to people. But I'm not realizing that. Like, I get sucked into it thinking that yeah. this is the first time. He's, do you know what I'm saying? And then I realize, I step back and I realize, wait, this is just one big show. It's just one show, one big show that people come here every week to just argue. No one's here to flip and learn mm. anything or to discuss anything. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm. And that's why I'd probably, Which, uh, I think it, I'd rather well, go there to speaker's corner or watch a debate that has nothing to do with Islam that way I could probably learn something and probably benefit but mm. as soon as Islam is yeah. involved I start getting a bit too emotional <laughs> yeah 
it's funny, bro. You go to speakers corner, you find all these um, Arab animals there, like either like they don't they're, they're retired or like literally, bro, just pure entertainment. That's why they're there. They just like to see people argue and yeah. fight. Every now and then, they sh- they throw in a few lines and stuff. <laughs> it's kind of funny. If you go there for entertainment, maybe that's worth it. But I don't know if it was always like that. I, I bet you know when it was first established, there used to be actually you know a platform to discuss important stuff but now who knows it doesn't seem like that to me yeah definitely i bet well if it's been there for so many years before like the concentration Mm. of muslims and i'm sure like there were probably discussions about things that had nothing to do with religion back then you know yeah yeah. i think it started maybe 70s or something sorry what was that Maybe uh, 70s, I think, or 60s or something. Like, oh, really? Uh, hippie. Maybe it was like a hippie thing initially. I can't oh, remember. I thought now. it would have been like Victorian times. I thought it would have been even... F- yeah, maybe even. Maybe even that, yeah. Oh, well. can't remember the history. Yeah. Um, moving on. Oh, this is a bit where you could talk about your social media thing. Uh, jumping off social media. So, uh, I just... Uh, Actually, the the thing that triggered this was that uh, you got iPhone, right, Mohammed? Um, I sure do. Yeah. So with iOS twelve, you know they got this new screen time feature. So um, since I got iOS twelve, I've been using it, and you know for me this is like perfect for me. I love this uh, ability to see how long you spend on all your apps. You could put limits on your apps, um, all of that, all that good stuff, really, and. Uh, that's kind of what triggered it. I thought this is new. This has come since we last recorded. So I want to kind of talk about just spending time on phone, notifications, distractions. And then also I got this kind of uh, article which a friend sent me, which is kind of crazy. Smartphones causing mental health problems in two-year-olds. Oh, God. Uh, the summary is one hour of screen time a day has been linked to anxiety and depression. Oh, God. Oh no! Oh God, society's <laughs> <Crazy>. crumbling. <laughs> I turned off that feature as soon as I got my phone. <laughs> I couldn't face it. Well, you turned it off. Yeah, I turned it off because stuff like that gives me anxiety. There's similar stuff with, um, like, with video games. Like, you can see mm. your progress, and your progress will be every time you have a save file, it will tell you how many hours you've played, and then certain games, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Nintendo are very good at this, where they'll sh- they'll show you, like, how many hours you've put into a game, and, like, add that to mm. all the other games I've got, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is actually really bad, <laughs> you know? But when you're a gamer, it's like a badge of honor, right? Oh, not for me. I, well, it used to be, but no. now it's, like, absolute guilt. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just like, oh, no. Yeah, it's actually nuts. I remember, I, uh, the last game I used to play was uh, Battlefield, oh, yeah. and it told me, like, I can't remember what it was. This must have been f- maybe five years ago. Uh, I think it was, like, 60 hours or 90 hours or something played. That's average, and that's, like, an average game, in all honesty, I think. An average game is about wow. that long, you know? Okay. So I only had the one game. Oh, <laughs> that's good, though. But that's how it should be. We're, we're going on. To, we're going a little off topic now. But yeah, when it, when it comes to stuff like these, it depends what you're using it for, though. Like, I yeah. suppose, yeah, I do catch like certain people just flicking through Instagram for hours, and then you know mm. you can never have enough. Whether it's funny videos or it's just looking at what other people are up to, and then it does. Mm. I think the worst part of it 
is that you're on your phone looking down looking down looking down looking at all this stuff going on mm. how exciting everybody's mm. lives are and then you just eventually you just lift your head up and then you're like oh look at my world you know in comparison <laughs> there's no glitz there's no glam I'm just sitting here staring at the wall like it's not edited everybody's out there having fun and I'm bored on my own like yeah and that's what it is really and then you just mm. you learn to you just get a bit anxious and you're like oh everybody I'm missing out you know you think you're missing mm-hmm. out and really and mm. probably not and I personally don't mm. feel too badly like that anymore like um, maybe it's because I did deactivate stuff I don't know but um, I remember a couple of days ago I was feeling really quite anxious because I didn't know what anybody was up to anymore and not that I do have that many people like when I was 17 maybe I had a huge like pool of friends and I say friends like people that you just can call and hang out with and stuff yeah, you know acquaintances, acquaintances yeah. whatever you want to call it I don't know friends is a very finicky term and then I realised I haven't actually been out with anybody or done anything yeah. social in like three months yeah bro yeah. can you imagine and I don't know a lot of them people are different and I was like Maybe. that's just fatherhood man yeah and I, and I started getting a bit down about it and then mm. and then I did I went I think invited a friend around and we made we actually cooked a pizza which is really random like and that was it and I was like you know what that was enough for me like that one day out of three months was enough I could yeah. go another three months without doing anything I honestly felt like that I felt like I could go another three months I'll be perfectly fine and we'll just you know mm. we'll hang out again and it, and it actually made that one day quite special mm. yeah you know yeah um, instead Your of social this, meter got charged yeah exactly like in the sims exactly <laughs> And instead of like just non-stop, non-stop, blah 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 blah, blah got you know keep up with keep yeah. up with the Joneses. But low Island, bro, I don't know if it's just me getting mm. older. Um, I can't mm. keep up, or I'm actually missing something. I don't know. You, you know, what I've realised um, over the last few years is that I think sometimes what I found is that I'm spending time with family for the sake of it, right? Because I feel like I should. It's something I should do. Mm. And often when you just sit around with people you end up talking for the sake of it, arguing for the sake of it, and stuff like this. So what I realize is, if you do stuff together, that's when you actually improve your relationship, you have a good time, uh, you know, as long as you can find an activity that is you know, enjoyed by everyone. Oh, yeah. So that's why I started trying to, when I'm gonna meet friends, I don't tell them, yeah, let's meet at a cafe and just chill. I wanna do stuff with friends, you know? Yeah. So, like I started trying to do, uh, um, meet a friend and do paintball, for example. So we go do paintball or, um, you know, I told you I go climbing and stuff. So I try and like do activities with friends rather than just hang out and have a meal. And yeah, stuff. no doubt. Um, I, I feel that adds so much like so much to everything, to the relationship, to, you know, the outing is that you feel like there was more to it, you know. Uh, and, and obviously you can gain stuff from doing these different activities, mm. whatever they are as well. So that's the little thing I found. I think when it comes to friends, right. I was thinking this it just came to me now is is it is it the fact that we we actually want friends or is it the fact that we want people to think we have loads of friends mm. I, I, like do do is it the popularity that we're after or is it actually I just want a loads of friends like I don't think I don't think like that's what I'd want I don't think I'd want what people are generally jealous for which is Oh look, so and so's got so many followers or so many friends, and he's always with different people and blah 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 blah. Like, and a lot of that, and maybe people can agree, but I feel like 
if you just had one, at least one person that you just you know mm. wasn't found or whatever, but you really got on with, and you just did things all the time together, like that might be enough, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I felt like like I had that person for a long time, mm. and then they they moved mm. to to Egypt, and that was it. And then I was like, oh, oh I thought you were going to say they moved to UAE. They moved to U. Oh, I mean, we only met once. Bro. <laughs> 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 let's not kid ourselves I mean let's not kid ourselves yeah this is okay, it but this is fine, and yeah. this is I think one thing I do miss about social media was not the yeah. followers but the actual people I followed like the people that mutually followed each other and actually had some sort of engagement with like really good engagement you know and mm. you know you're one of them uh, Samir our brother Samir is one of them at best is one of them. I'm just naming people and they're going to get angry if I didn't name them but mm. you know who you are guys mm. <laughs> but you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and, and it was those kind of people that I was like oh I really do miss seeing what they were up to and stuff like I actually cared and it was it wasn't about yeah. popularity and it wasn't about you know just having the numbers mm. it was literally about actually I saw them as brothers I saw them as people I'm really connected to and to be honest, I yeah. did realize, actually, the people I do really care about from the online world, I already have their numbers. If I want to talk to them, I already can. So yeah, it's actually, I'm not missing out too much. I think a lot of it comes from being isolated in Brighton, where there's not that many Muslims. And, hmm. and uh, to be fair, I was saying that to myself for a long time. Oh, there's not that many Muslims here, and that's why I'm isolated and blah, blah, blah. But then I realized I don't really have time to hang out with people, even if I did. And it's not mm. more. It's not about yeah, the lack of people, and not about. It's yeah, about it's the time. time and about the energy and about putting it in. Anyway, there are people that do yeah. suffer from yeah. a lack of friends, legitimately, and loneliness, legitimately, and I don't know. Yeah. See, I, I, I no, you know, I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if I've got because I've got the opposite problem where I, uh, I kind of avoid people. Yeah. Right? But but you know this whole uh, numbers thing that you're talking about. Oh yeah. I I actually thought. I don't know how many people actually think that way. I, I thought most that's mostly a secondary school kind of college thing. Mm. And afterwards, it's kind of, you, after about college time, you just start um, filtering out people. Yeah. So you have maybe, you know, one to five kind of friends. That's what I thought. Yeah. I didn't think it was like something people sought out. Like I can remember, you know, when I was like 15, 16, and it was like, yeah, if you got loads of friends, you're the you're the man, you know, or everyone. Like, I remember actually being in that situation where people wanted to be my friend. And I didn't really understand why. And, uh, you know, it just happened that I was linked to people who were so, supposed to be cool and this and that. Mm. And so I remember that very clearly. And I remember having loads of friends. And then one day I remember saying, wait, I don't even like these people. And from that age onwards i guess is like filtering process oh yeah so so i think most people maybe are, are like what you say they just maybe want one to five solid friends they could kind of rely on them they kind of enjoy time together they don't that's backstab is, yeah. them they don't like borrow money and don't pay it back yeah, and stuff it like that that's what it is it's it's about having someone that you can sort of lean on when you really mm. need help and uh i, I don't really considering that I have any of that but at the same time mm. I don't feel like it takes anything away from my life like I feel like I've still got like mm. uh, the way I position it and I've been saying this to my wife about uh, recently anyway it's just like you know we can look at people and say that they we want what they've got but then we've always got stuff that other people don't have like you know how many yeah. people have I mean we grew up on Twitter bro how many people want to get married bro like yeah, how many yeah. people want to have kids bro 
Do you understand? Mm. How many and they think want... that's like the silver bullet yeah. to all their problems. Yeah. And then, mm. you know, then you're on the other, we were talking about this on the grass is greener thing. Like, you're on the other yeah. side of the spectrum and everybody's got what they want. Everybody's got problems. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's all about yeah. gratitude. It's about <clears throat> being happy with what you have. And it's about making do out for things, bro. Like, there's nothing wrong. Like, and this is a problem. I, I know we're going off on weird tangents, but I remember uh, yesterday, I think I said it to my wife. I was like, I, I'm really worried that I've got everything I need and it's making me make less do out. You know? Mm, I honestly, yeah. I don't want anything anymore. I honestly, I'm, mm. and I say that, like, with my hand on my heart, so to speak, like, I feel mm. like everything I've needed, I've got. So I've got the, you know, I've got, anyway, I won't go through what I've got, but I've got everything I needed, right? The only yeah. reason I'm doing things now is because other people in my family want more from me, you know? Mm. My son yeah. might want yeah. more from me, my wife might want more from me, my mum want, my dad, you know, they want things from me, and they want things themselves, yeah. and I could probably provide for them if I worked harder. But as far as me, myself, and I, I've got everything I want, bro. Alhamdulillah. Hmm. So, That's good, though. That makes your knee kind of more solid, isn't it? I hope so. I really hope so. And I think, you know, you Because be where else are you going to get motivation from? Exactly. This is it. And maybe maybe that's why sometimes I don't feel too motivated because I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered. I'm fine. <laughs> don't, bro, don't say that in public. <laughs> but alhamdulillah, you know. I'm, like, I've, I'll give you an example. Like, I've got an assessment coming up soon um, and okay. it's related to my job. And if I do well, um, then I can, I, it will help me climb a ladder. And if I don't do well, then mm. I can always try again in another six months, mm. you know. And it's getting me yeah. so anxious, bro. And I'll be honest, like, I'm getting really mm. anxious about this assessment. Even though if I fail it, I've lost nothing, nothing whatsoever. Yeah. I've still got my job, you know, and I can try again next time around. There's no problem. Mm. But I'm so anxious. And I'm trying to figure out all this week why I'm so anxious. And it's because of the fear of letting people down. It's not because of myself. Mm. It's the fear mm. of letting, like, my parents down. Even though, like, mm. they know as well that I can try again. But because of mm. the expectation that I feel they have for me, I feel like I want to please people mm. more than I am myself, yeah. bro. It's hard. It's a phenomenon. Maybe, maybe it should be you you want uh, the, yeah that's the slight difference maybe in your mind do you want to do it because you want to help them out or do you want to do it because they want you to help them out <laughs> it's a slight difference yeah. but i think in your mind it's like if you're the main uh the active subject in the sentence or in the you know the image in your mind if you're the doer in it and you're driving it forward and you're motivated to do it Maybe that will remove some of the pressure. I don't know. Probably, possibly. And but inshallah, just uh, let let us know, innit? When is this uh, thing? Oh, bro, I can't let anybody know anything, bro. Because if I fail, I'll be so embarrassed. <laughs> ah, but you said it now, like the cat's out the bag. No, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'll let guys. I'll let everybody know. It's fine. When it happens, it happens. When if you pass, you'll let us know. Yeah, and if I fail, then you might bring it up. I'll be like, yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> inshallah, yeah. So, uh, Mohammed, did you say you turned this screen time thing off? How do you even turn it off? I just checked it now. I went to settings and then I oh, went yeah, to Oh, yeah, turn time. off screen time. Yeah, there you go. Allah yahdik, ya akhi. Now it's a fitna for you, you to turn it off. You, you know what I found? Go on. Uh, I, I used to have an app which did a similar thing to this, right? And it said, 
Uh, th so there was a free version as a paid version. I got the paid version. It was like four pounds one off. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it said out of all the people who have the paid version, they spend an average of, I think it was three hours, 40 minutes on their phone a day. Oh God. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's people who paid money to try and reduce the time they're spending on their phone. If they're spending three hours, 40 minutes, what's the average person spending? Is it four or five hours? I know when I first started tracking it, um, this is along with like YouTube where, where I'm not looking at my phone, I'm just playing something. Um, I, I remember easily seeing many days where it was five, six hours on my phone. I was like, what the hell? Um, so since then I got it down to uh, three hours and now I'm aiming, I'm, I'm in that transition phase where I'm trying to get from three to two hours. Um, and like you said, you know, sometimes you, you actually need it and you actually do use it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm uh, most like if I look at what I've used, you know, like let's say today, yeah, we're going into the real nitty gritty. Yeah. Here, yeah? Today I spent um, two hours, 20 minutes on my phone. Okay. So it's not bad actually. It's not embarrassing. So I spent one hour on WhatsApp. So for me, it's like there's not much justification for that. So that's something that I can say, yeah, let me cut down on that. Then I've got um, Slack, which is for work. That's 15 minutes. And the rest is pretty much I could get rid of that if I really want. So, you know, I, like for me personally, I, I can I could get to below two hours, I think, because I try and push anything important, anything work related and stuff. I try and just do it on my laptop and, and not do it on my phone. So it, it depends on you. But I would say maybe the average person, they, they should aim to get below three hours and then see from there. But I think people are very surprised. I think most people are above three hours, you know. No doubt. I, I tried three, to... Three hours. You know what three hours is, bro? Three hours a day. What is that? Three hours um, times... Uh, two, 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 so seven. So 21 hours a week times four. 84 hours a month times 12. A thousand bro, hours. Bro, you're scaring me. I mean, I mean, you're scaring me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I wrote it, I wrote that on my Facebook a few weeks ago. Uh, what it translates into in terms of days, like days of like months of your year spent on your phone. It's nuts. Ooh. It's nuts. That's why you need to turn it right back on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know what I go. I mean, much, are you, what what is it, bro? Is it like a uh, uh, ostrich kind of thing? Exactly. You just don't want to know. Exactly. Ignorance is bliss. Oh come on. Ignorance. No, you're better. But than then, what that, can I bro? actively do, bro? What am I going to actively do to change that? Like, I don't. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But I mean, um, you 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 put limits, right? So, for example, I can't spend more than uh, what is it? I think forty-five minutes a day on uh, WhatsApp. Right, you can get it. You can have it so it just uh, kind of uh, blocks out the icon, oh, so it's really? like grayed out. Uh, you know, you, you can do these controls as a. You can make it very aggressive where you, halas, you blocks out completely, oh, or you can, you know, still let yourself in stuff like that. That's why I think it's one of the sickest features on iOS. You know, for yeah. a while, really. I think um, I have this issue where I don't like things being done for me in terms of self discipline. I'd like to try and get myself to do mm. it myself. You know. As yeah, hard as it that's sounds, what everyone's that time. I know, you I know. know. I, I go on this preaching thing about time and all that. People tell me that, but then I just say, well, like, whatever gets the job done, really, yeah. that's your best friend. But that was my... Um, and in the end, there are people like, uh, for example, Facebook, yeah? 
they have thousands of engineers working on WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, and their job is to get you addicted to their app yeah. and to spend as much time on the app. So that's their full-time job, bro, and they're getting paid good money. They're smart people. Do you want to go to war with them or do you want to just block yourself out of the app? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, on. yeah. It's <laughs> part <laughs> What yeah. crazy world, bro. That's the thing, bro. Like, well, now that I got rid of all my personal social media stuff, I feel like if I'm, if I'm ever on ever on my phone, it's either mm. you know pure XI or work, or I'm literally just yeah. talking to people. Which bit of WhatsApp yeah. and stuff? Yeah, I think it's more. So you about, probably already got rid of a lot of time spent. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and actually, it's it's nice. It's different, but it's nice. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot, a lot, what a lot of people need to just experience is maybe like two weeks without social media you know see what it's like just experience it. it's like you forget what it's like isn't it of course no doubt it's um it's refreshing and and actually it makes me savor the moments that i do have um engagement with people with you know like it makes me mm. enjoy it a bit more i've got a lot more to discuss i completely forgot that i went to tunisia mm didn't even mention that mm. but i'll discuss that yeah yeah i didn't know if you wanted to no, I'll discuss that next episode <laughs> but uh okay. i think we should uh wrap things up if you haven't got anything else to um to share with uh, the view the listeners i was gonna say viewers oh my god <laughs> wrap it up like it's aid bro <laughs> really why because we're back in the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm done i had a topic but whatever we'll, we'll it's a good time hour 15 minutes about right yeah, of course. Um, yeah, short and sweet. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, emails. If you guys still want to email us, the email is still active. Um, it is Mind Heist 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 Podcast. Podcast exactly at gmail dot com. At gmail dot com. That's all I've got now. Our, our anonymous uh, um, anonymous thingamajig completely died when I deactivated my Twitter. I didn't think about that. <laughs> how many do you think we lost? Like. Probably like 10, 20 questions, right? Yeah. So if you do want to send them to the email, you can do. Um, mm. If you don't, I'm sure we'll come up with something. Maybe Amin can come up with something this time. Um, yeah, maybe I'll... Uh, I don't know. You need Twitter, right? Anyway, we'll look into that. I think that. you can make another Twitter, one, so. but just use a different... Lo- mm. Like, I use Twitter as a login you know, oh, method, got you. so it kind of went away. But well, Adam. Inshallah, we'll look into it. Um, yeah. Sign up for... I means um, group coaching thingamajig. I forgot what you called it. Did you coin a name for it? Yeah, it's called it Sierra Masters Group Coaching. Group coaching from Sierra Masters. Send him an email. Five spaces only. Probably less than that now because people eat up your stuff like it's dinner, bro. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, get yourself something from purexi.com. Uh, I've got some really cool hats actually I wanted to talk about but really briefly they're just like these cool like snapbacks but without the bill so it's just like a almost like a kofi hat really nice uh, I'm going to get myself one. Oh, okay I'm going to take a look at that now yeah have a look uh, new stuff on sale every other day it's just constantly updating bro like it's busy but alhamdulillah get involved this has been episode 26 of the Mind Highest podcast with Mohammed and Amin uh, may Allah bless you protect nice you it's good to be back hopefully more consistent sorry I've been so distant I'm making rhymes <laughs> all the time 
يلا السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته